All right, and I am now recording this webinar, and I would like to welcome everyone to the CARES Act Funding Opportunity Overview for Nonprofits and Faith-Based Organizations. This webinar is hosted by the Loudoun County Government Department of Finance and Budget, along with County Administration. We are working um, with multiple entities to be able to provide support um, via the CARES Act funding to multiple nonprofits and other entities, faith-based organizations um, who have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. So a brief agenda of what we will be covering during today's webinar. The first is an overview of Loudoun County's CARES Act funding. We will be providing just a brief overview of how the county received its funds, um, what the act funds can be used for, and also what they cannot be used for. We will also be covering um, eligibility criteria for this particular funding opportunity. Uh, we will expect that some um, entities may not qualify or be eligible, so we do want to be very clear that um, eligibility criteria will matter, and we will examine those. We will then provide an overview of our funding programs. We will be discussing three um, funding opportunities uh, today during this webinar. Uh, we also will be providing an overview of those on the website uh, which is loudon.gov uh, slash grant opportunities. We also will give you an overview of the application itself, um, paying particular attention to some of the spending plan options and some of the um, planning materials that you will need to have completed in advance of submitting your application. The last uh, item on our agenda is expectations for reporting. Because these are federal funds, they will have additional reporting requirements above and beyond what the county um, typically asks for for reporting. So uh, we will make you aware of those along with uh, resources where you can find inclusion and exclusion criteria for what the funds can be used for. So to move on, um, an overview of the Loudoun County CARES Act funding. On May 19th, the Board of Supervisors accepted Loudoun County's allocation of CARES Act funding from the state of Virginia. We received approximately $36.08 million. This allocation was based on our population. Um, and so our population uh, percentage provided us with this amount of funding. Uh, we also... Um, during that acceptance, provided a spending plan um, for the Board of Supervisors, which they approved. Um, so CARES Act funds have been allocated for specific purposes, and you can find all of the purposes in that spending plan on the Loudoun County government page um, for the May 19th item. We um, are working closely with all of our departments and all of our partners to make sure that we are clear on how the CARES Act funds can be used um, and how the funds can be expended for this particular opportunity. So CARES Act funds, um, very briefly, can be used for direct response to the pandemic, and that includes public health needs. So these expenses are direct responses for um, food, for housing, for um, additional services. These are your direct hands-on services that are um, life-sustaining services. Additionally, second-order effects of the pandemic are eligible, including things like business disruption funding, economic support for those who may be economically impacted, and other such second-order effects. It is important to note that the federal guidance specifically prohibits the CARES Act funding to be used for offset of any losses of revenue. Um, so we cannot use CARES Act funding for any tax losses, for instance, um, as a government entity, nor can organizations use those for donation losses. Additional 
documentation and inclusion and exclusion criteria for the Loudoun CARES Act funding uh, can be found as an addendum to the item that was passed on May 19th. I encourage everyone to look through that item. We will also post uh, the U.S. Treasury guidance uh, for use and non-use of funds on the grant opportunities webpage, so it's easily accessible. So a little bit more about the CARES Act funding. Um, the CARES Act does provide um, that payments from the fund could be used to cover costs that are necessary expenditures, um, specifically incurred due to the public health emergency. And so what we are looking at here are those expenditures where um, staff may have worked overtime, additional staff may have been required for expansion of services, um, and these must be things that were not accounted for in your budget. Okay, so if you have your budget that was approved by your board or by your leadership, and it includes multiple staff hirings, then this may not be an appropriate um, avenue for funding. However, um, if it is not budgeted or there were additional expenses incurred that were not budgeted, um, you know, this is something that could be applied for. We also um, must look at the time window in which these expenses have occurred. All of the expenses that we're looking for must have incurred between March 1st and December 30th of 2020. We are um, only looking at those time periods for funding for the CARES Act. That is the only eligible time period covered by the federal funds. So additional um, details for the funding overview uh, are things like acquisition and distribution of medical and protective supplies, additional expenses for disinfection of areas and other facilities, expenses for technical assistance, um, expenses for public safety measures, expenses for quarantining individuals, payroll expenses, expenses of actions to facilitate compliance with public health measures, expenses for food delivery, expenses for food costs, expenses to facilitate distance learning, including technological improvements, expenses to improve telework capabilities, expenses of providing paid sick and paid family leave that may not have been budgeted, expenses related to maintaining care for homeless populations, for those populations who may be experiencing housing crises, and expenditures related to other support programs that are reasonably necessary for your organization to function. Some non-exclusive examples, so these are ineligible expenditures, would be um, damages that would typically be covered by insurance, payroll or benefits expenses whose work duties have not substantially been dedicated to coronavirus. So if you have administrative staff who have not been moved into direct response to coronavirus, their salaries may not count. Expenses that have been or will be reimbursed by another federal program or reimbursements for donated services or items. Again, this is a partial list. A more complete list can be found in the U.S. Treasury guidance um, for the CARES Act funding. And I am going to pause here and ask Barbara Lawrence, who is our grants coordinator, if there are any questions in the chat box, I will pause to allow for questions. So far, there are no questions. Okay. All right. We'll give folks just a minute to see if there will be questions. 
right, I am seeing no activity in the chat box, so we will continue. Next is our eligibility criteria for nonprofit and faith-based organization funding. Our criteria um, to be considered for funding, um, first and foremost, is good standing with the state of Virginia SEC. Um, the second is that you can provide proof of your nonprofit status. The third is if requested, you must be able to provide the last three years of 990 forms. And the county may request W-9s or other tax related documentation. For faith-based organizations, uh, we will not be requiring the 990 forms as faith-based organizations, religious organizations are accepted from the 990 rule. We may require or request W-9s. If you have not previously done business with the county, we may not have you in our records as a vendor or a partner, so we would need to set you up. If you uh, receive funds, we may be able to set you up um, as a vendor. So we may request specific information in order to do that. So we have very broad eligibility criteria and are trying to provide as wide a net as possible so that we can um, receive and then distribute as much um, requests for and then reimbursements as possible. So funding programs, there are three funding programs for which we are um, distributing funds through this effort. The first is a food assistance program. Some of you may be familiar with the food assistance program, the emergency food assistance program that was distributed by the county using local taxpayer dollars back in April and May. This food assistance program is very similar where it will allow for requests uh, for expenses such as purchasing food, purchasing food supplies such as boxes, um, cooling supplies, purchasing gas for food delivery, and other various expenses related to providing food assistance to Loudoun County residents. We also have the service expansion program, which is for organizations who have significantly expanded their programming and have a direct link between their expansion and COVID-19 activities. So if your organization has experienced increases in the number of clients served, resulting in expenses that were not budgeted, um, then this is the area that you would want to examine further for applying for funds. The third funding program is the service interruption program. This program is designed for organizations who have had significant interruptions in the provision of services or in their hours um, related to a service interruption because of COVID-19. So these, um, an example of this type of organization could be that you are unable to provide services because they are face to face and do not lend themselves to technology adaptations. So you've had to disrupt or interrupt your services because of health concerns related to COVID-19. So these three programs um, will be provided uh, through the CARES Act funding and be funneled through the county. Organizations can apply for both food assistance and expansion jointly. Um, however, if you are applying for food assistance funding, you must only be in an expansion program. So the service interruption program is only for those who have received interruptions in their service. Okay, and I'm gonna pause there for questions. Barb, do we have any questions in the chat box? We do, we have two questions. The first is what are the grant dollar amounts available? 
And the second, do you have to apply to one of the three programs or can it be a combination of expansion and interruption? Mm. So we'll start with the second question first. Do you have to apply to one of the three programs or can it be a combination? We are requesting um, that organizations choose either or, so either the expansion or the interruption. Um, and if they what are- sugar is this one uh, Brown sugar, the raw, the raw sugar, the raw sugars. Please mute your lines. We are getting some interference here. So you must choose either expansion or interruption. And if your organization is choosing expansion dollars and has been working to distribute food, then you may also be eligible for food assistance dollars. The second question, I think, was the question related to grant dollar amounts available. Currently, there are um, a little over two million dollars available across um, all of the programs. So. County staff are requesting that you provide a spending plan and your expenses to this point um, so that we are able to distribute funds as equitably and fairly as possible um, across the three opportunities. So one opportunity does not have um, more funds or less funds at this point. We are going to distribute the funds according to need and according to um, individual applications. Are there any other questions, Barb, that have come in? There are. So the next one is for interrupted services, what types of expenses are eligible for funding? So Would you like me to read the other two or answer them? Let's go ahead and talk about the interrupted services. So interrupted services could be a combination of a couple of things. Um, if your services have been interrupted in such a way that was not budgeted, um, where you've had to um, lay off staff or you've had to cut operating expenses, you've had to um, furlough uh, those types of expenses, those types of interruptions would be eligible. Um, we also are, you know, looking at specifically um, abiding by the U.S. Treasury guidance. So there are a number of eligible expenses as long as they are related to COVID-19. I will suggest that you uh, review the U.S. Treasury guidance. Um, they have a bulleted list and it is fairly extensive. But overall, what we're looking for are those expenses that you can directly attribute to COVID-19 and its impact on interrupting your services. Okay, next question. If you're applying for service interruption, what criteria will be reviewed? Operations, utilities, et cetera. Yes, that's a great question. And we'll get to that as we talk through the application details. Um, but each organization must submit a spending plan. And within the spending plan, there are specific expenses that we are asking organizations to project, as well as provide actuals for starting um, in at the beginning of the pandemic. So we will be reviewing those um, through the application and we will get to that um, question here in a few slides. And we'll take one more question before continuing to move on. I assume that revenue loss through service interruption cannot be funded. That is correct. Uh, so revenue loss is um, not eligible for funding under the CARES Act. The U.S. Treasury has um, listed that as one ineligible expense in their guidance. All right, so we'll continue on. We will get to more questions as we continue. Um, so just a quick overview of our application. Uh, on your screens, you can see the Grant Opportunities, CARES Act Nonprofit Funding Opportunity for June 2020. 
we will be posting the link to the application here, as well as um, a number of resources and guidance documents that will support you in completing your application. All of the questions that are being asked will be included in a guidance document with a frequently asked questions and will be linked on this page. We expect the application to go up on the page Monday uh, afternoon. So please be checking the page frequently starting Monday afternoon. The application is due Friday, June 19th at 5 p.m. We will not be accepting ap applications after that point. So let's get into a little bit of detail here with your application. So your application has five parts. Um, we need organizational information. We will also ask about your services. We will ask that you provide a total funding request along with itemized requests um, in a written spending plan. We will also ask for your financial information. This is in the form of financial statements for your organization. And we will then ask for required documentation. And we'll get to a little bit of that as we move forward. So just to talk a little bit about the funding request, um, we do know that there are a number of other opportunities for organizations to receive COVID-related funding for their expenses. So what we are trying to do is ensure that we are not supplanting any funds and we encourage you to really pay close attention to how your spending plans may overlap with other funds that you've received. We are asking that you provide us with information on what you may have been awarded or what may be pending for other COVID-19 related um, funding opportunities. This will help us understand um, the extent of your request and then how else you may be receiving funds as part of this. Uh, so the organizations um, who may not have received any funds can, can leave this blank. We also at the bottom of question number six are asking you how much funding you are requesting. So this is a total amount that we are asking you to provide. Um, we then will ask you for some specific details on a spending plan on the next um, few questions. So when we look at the itemized spending plan, this is the question you must complete in order to um, have a complete application. What we are looking for is a monthly breakdown of all expenses for which you are requesting funds. Uh, starting with your March actuals through May actuals. So this will help us determine what the trends are in your current um, and past expenses so that we have a good sense of the context under which you're operating. Then we are asking for projections from June through December. So based on your actuals and based on what your organization is projecting, we would like to see an itemized spending plan that includes um, any of the following. It does not have to be all of the following. Operating, salaries, supplies, equipment, travel, and other. So these would be allowable expenses as long as they are related to COVID-19 activities, whether it be interruption or expansion. So, Again, it doesn't have to be all of those categories, but um, is based on your need and within your context. We also are requesting that you provide a brief description of the services for which you are requesting funding. We know that um, many of you provide multiple services, so this would be the place where you would want to tell us exactly which services for which you are applying funding. If you're looking for operating services, they would need to be associated or operating expenses. They would need to be associated with a particular service that is COVID related. So, for instance, 
if your organization has ramped up or expanded activities um, to a great degree, but interrupted others, you will have to decide which um, which application and which expenditures you would want to request. And then you would provide a description of either the expanded or the interrupted service. And I will pause there for questions. And Barb, do we have Does any? Being a, we have lots of questions. Does being a new nonprofit and not having three years history, are we then precluded from funding? I don't think you are precluded from funding. However, we would request um, additional documentation um, from your individual organization to ensure that we have um, adequate knowledge of the finances and um, a better understanding of the history of your organization. Okay, we are currently shut down, so we don't have additional expenses, but we need PPE and cleaning when we reopen. So that is um, certainly something that would be an allowable expense under the CARES funding. Um, allowable expenses do include cleaning supplies, um, services, and um, PPE for employees that were not budgeted. Again, it, it has to be something that was not budgeted. So um, in reviewing the guidance from the U.S. Treasury, that is an allowable expense under CARES Act. The next is our increased publicity expenses to promote programs eligible for funding. We will not be providing funds for um, marketing or advertising um, as part of the CARES funds. Those are maybe not, um, they're not clearly articulated within the U.S. Treasury, um, but it is imperative that we work on life-sustaining and interruption of services first before we would um, provide any funds for marketing or advertising. For food assistance program, is this reimbursable funds for purchases already made or projected service funding needs? Good question. Um, the CARES Act funding um, provides reimbursement as well as payment for um, actual expenses incurred between March 1st and December 30th. So this would include reimbursement for those actual expenses as long as they're not being covered by another entity and those projected expenses through the end of December. Can you provide a link to the U.S. Treasury guidance? Yes, we will provide a link on the grants opportunity page. And the U.S. Treasury has some guidance as well as some frequently asked questions that we will link. Please define revenue for this grants purpose. So I think we would define revenue as donations and other expected um, sources of income. Um, that would be budgeted as part of your typical financial um, health. And that is something that we can further define for you in writing so that um, it is very clear as you apply for this what revenue is and is not. The next question is, it lists CARES first. Which funding is that referring to? Um, let me just back up a slide. So um, if we're looking at question number six, the first um, COVID-related funding is actually for CDBG. The CARES, asked the CARES funding for CDBG. Um, 
the community development block grant actually received additional funds to distribute as part of the CARES Funding Act. So that is the funding source that we would be looking for there, are those community development block grants that were not awarded as part of a typical federal award. The, um, the others on the list um, have different um, funding opportunities that would be associated with them that have come from the federal government in one form or another. So we do want to be cautious with ensuring that we are not supplanting funds. And we'll take one more question before moving on. For the COVID-related funding received, is that for the entire agency or specific to the request we are making for this funding? That's a great question. And if you have multiple funding streams for CARES Act um, that are specific to services, then you can request additional CARES funds for different services. So, for instance, if you are operating a food delivery service and have received some CDBG dollars, but also have expanded your um, phone helpline for community participants who need access to housing, then you could um, apply for the um, hotline or the, um, the emergency line because you've not received funding for those expenses. So really, we just want to make sure we're not duplicating funds for specific expenses. All right, so we will continue on. Um, we're almost finished with the presentation, and, and upon finishing, we can open up the, the lines for additional questions. So as I said, um, you know, with the itemized spending plan, we will be looking at um, your actuals as well as projected expenses on what you're requesting. So this spending plan is for what you are requesting, <coughs> excuse me, from CARES Act funds. And if it is only for one service, then you would want to include a description of the service for which you're requesting funding. If it's for general operating expenses across services, we need to know that. Um, we also need to be aware of um, additional splits or salary um, adjustments, supplies, things like that, that would be related to the specific service. And so last um, is the expected reporting requirements. As part of CARES funding, um, the county is required to report to the state and federal government. So we also will be requesting additional reporting from you in the form of financial reports and potentially applicable service logs, um, depending on the type of service. We also will need some written certification or attestation from your board's leadership if you're applying for interruption funds. Um, we just need to make sure that this interruption is directly related to COVID, um, and that way it is um, formally documented. And then we would request a certification of appropriate spending. So this is a certification that tells the county that you have read the U.S. Treasury um, guidance and that you will be spending these funds in an appropriate way that matches the Treasury's guidance. So um, our documentation will be um, on a mid-cycle basis. So once we decide um, and start distributing funds, we will be requesting mid-cycle reports at the beginning of September before we distribute additional funds that would run through December. So we will be reviewing um, documentation, your financial reports, um, in September and then redistributing the remaining funds um, for expenses that run September through December. And if you have additional questions, I will put um, the email address on the screen and leave it up here so you can um, jot it down. This PowerPoint as well as the 
presentation recording will be posted online on the Grants Opportunities website. So with that, I'm going to open the lines for questions. And if you have a question, please unmute your line and Barb will call on you in order to ask your question. Megan, we have quite a few questions in the chat box. Do you want to address those first? Sure, we can address those and then we'll go to the phone lines. Okay, with question, the question six, if you, if you received PPP, but some of those funds are going towards payroll and utilities that are not part of the program that has been expanded, do we only put that portion related to the program that is expended or the total received through PPP? Um, can you elaborate more on the question? I'm not sure who asked that question, but if you are still on the line, please unmute yourself. It was it was me, Valerie from Loudon Cares. Um, what I'm saying is that we the the PPP is a payroll, but also covers utilities. But we have, um, you know, if it's covering my salary, part of my time goes to other programs. So not all of it would be related to the helpline. So putting in the total amount would assume that that whole amount went to salaries for the helpline and didn't wasn't allocated for partial salaries for our other operations and programs. Mm. And it's considered a loan really until it's forgiven. So that's another question as well that I know has come up in the chat. So I think as long as you are not duplicating your funds um, and not duplicating your requests, we really want to be clear that we cannot supplant any funds. Um, if you have a clear delineation between your COVID-19 related funding that you've already received and the funds for which you are requesting um, additional dollars, then I would... Um, I would err on the side of, you know, applying for them. Um, however, that is something that we would want to discuss and provide a more detailed response um, in written form. Okay. All right, Barb, any? The next question, it is really difficult to project how many clients will need hotels by month. Will we have to stay within the monthly budget if awarded? That's a very good question. And I know, especially given the volatility of um, some of the services that you're providing, it's difficult to project. Um, so I would suggest doing the best you can and keeping in, in constant, not constant, but um, fairly regular communication so that we can adjust the spending as necessary um, we understand that that many services have a trend or some sort of annual uptick and then downtick in um, in the need for services. So certainly take those um, previous years upticks and downticks in trends um, into consideration when requesting funds by month. Um, and certainly that's something that we can reassess as the, um, the funds are made available. Okay, the next question. Are increased expenses in background checks to certify increased numbers of volunteers allowed? That is something we will have to research. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, so I don't want to give um, a response to that, but we can add that to our frequently asked questions and provide a written response to that question. That's one we've not considered. What is the difference between supplies and equipment? So um, equipment typically is um, something that can be used and has hardware or um, physical presence that is not a disposable um, or limited supply type of 
um, expense. So equipment would be computers, um, monitors, kind of the physical um, aspects and supplies would be something like a software subscription, um, folders, paper, um, you know, items that are day-to-day -day business operations. We don't have our form 990 for 2019 finished yet. May we submit 990s for 2016 through 2018? That is um, something that we will have to consider. I suspect the answer is yes, um, because the tax deadlines have been extended, um, and this is prior to those tax deadlines. So um, I would like to communicate with leadership about that question and provide a full response um, in written format prior to um, saying yes or no to that one. Given that some of us have received PPP funding for the and the criteria for forgiveness of a loan has recently changed, how does that impact the amount of funds that can be requested? particularly in the areas of payroll, et cetera? Again, I think that is um, a question that would better be formatted in writing um, so that we can pay particular attention to the types of expenses and the types of um, exclusions and inclusions related to the PPP funding, um, knowing that it is a loan and knowing that it will be eventually um, possibly forgiven. Um, I feel like that requires a, a larger, more in-depth response. So I apologize for, for not having all the answers. We are working through this as, as much as we can, as quickly as we can. So um, we will have written responses for you um, as soon as possible on that. The next question, will you make this audio recording available online for those who do not have access? Yes. It will be posted to the Grants Opportunity webpage on the Loudon.gov site. Okay. If we provide PPE for our patrons, is that expense eligible for reimbursement? Yes. We are a regional agency. Should we provide COVID-related funding and a spending plan specific to Loudoun services or funding spending across the agency? Because this is um, Loudoun County's allocation for CARES funding, we will need Loudoun County-specific funding. So this is similar to our grants process where we do request Loudoun-specific um, numbers that would support those residents within the county. Would lost rent from tenants be considered revenue or be allowable? Um, I would say that that would be considered revenue, but I also want to, um, to confirm that with our leadership just to make sure that we are giving you the 100% most accurate and precise information. So we will add that to the FAQ and have a written description um, and response for you early next week. If you received a PPP loan but not yet received loan forgiveness, do you state the money in pending or awarded? If you've received the funds, you would add that to awarded. Um, and please make a note of that in the description box below. What will take place if all the funding available is not awarded? If all of the funding is not awarded, we um, as a county would be, um, we would come back together to formulate an additional plan for additional awards of the funding or identify additional needs where funding would be required um, based on what we're hearing from organizations. Although we suspect that all of the funding will be um, distributed as part of this application process. 
Will you provide a template for reporting documentation? Yes. So to follow up on COVID related funding, we should list all the funding we have received is pending and we'll have the opportunity to, to describe how this funding does not cover the costs we are requesting. Correct, yes. Um, and that is exactly how we want you to think about this is um, we realize that you are, are gathering funding from multiple sources and we just want to ensure that as the county, we are not supplanting funds. So you have the opportunity to provide the funds that you are receiving from other sources and then a description of how this does not meet um, the need for which you are requesting additional funds. PPP is a loan until it is determined it is a grant. Would amount of PPP be listed as a pending amount? So I think we need to include if you have received any PPP funds, go ahead and include them in the awarded amount and then make a note in the description box below that um, you have not received forgiveness for that yet. Okay. Does the attestation for interruption need to be filed with the application or just the recording? The attestation for interruption needs to be filed with the application. And there is an mm -hmm. upload function um, in the application where your board or your leadership can um, draft its own letter of attestation or certification and you can simply upload the document into the application itself. The next question, do the reporting requirements include outcomes such as the number of individuals served? We are looking um, specifically at how you're spending the funds. Um, so in your reporting, you may provide additional detail as to um, how those funds are spent. And really, we are looking at what your expenses are in order to meet your own outcomes. We may not be asking about specific outcomes, but rather how these expenses are related to COVID-19. So we are providing as much flexibility in your spending as possible while still providing um, assurances that it meets the requirements that the U.S. Treasury has um, provided guidance on for what's an allowable expense. Um, can you repeat how the funds will be distributed? Yes, so um, once we receive all of the applications, county staff will review each one individually and identify um, the amount to recommend for funding. Once those amounts are finalized, we will reach out to the organizations to um, assure and certify their spending plan and sign an assurance that the spending plan will abide by um, allowable expenses for um, CARES funding, which means um, it will be a short certification process. And unlike the MOU process, um, will be something that it provides allowable expenses written into the certification. Once the certification is signed, we will um, distribute half of the funds to the organization. And at mid-year or at mid-cycle, um, September 1st, we will um, review the mid-cycle reports and expense reports before distributing the second half of the requested funds. And then there will be a final report that's required uh, December 30. The next question, do donations count as funding? Donations would be um, your own funding. So if it's something that you budget for on an annual basis as part of your donations, then it would be 
considered funding, but not through your federal CARES funds. I'm not sure that that answers your question, but um, if it doesn't, please send an email um, or we can chat offline after the webinar is over. The next question, if staff have been redeployed in response to COVID, may we request funds to support their efforts? Their salaries were included in the original budget, but for their traditional role, not their response to COVID. Hmm. That's a very good question. And that's not one that I think we've considered. So I would like to bring that question back to leadership and provide an appropriate um, an appropriately detailed response to that question. Is there someone we can ask specific questions for our organization following this call? Um, so we can set up specific um, question and answer periods. Um, if you want to request specific um, detailed questions, please use the nonprofits at Loudoun. Um, to send an email request and then one of our staff will return your email with either specific dates and times or um, we would put up a, a almost like an office hours where individuals can come and ask questions. When will the funds, when will the first funds be distributed? As soon as possible. Um, we are requesting that this application window close June 19th so that county staff have the ability to review and provide recommendations for funding before the end of the month. And then ideally, we want to have these out as soon as possible the first part of July. Um, the next, did you say that loss in rentals may be eligible? Um, it's possible that they might be eligible. I want to double check that that would not be considered revenue. Um, so I, I want to defer that question um, until I have more information from leadership on whether that would be an eligible or an eligible expense. The, uh, this is only a week-long application process, correct? Correct, yes. And we realize that this is um, a trying time for everyone. Um, unfortunately, a week's time period is about all we can provide at this point, knowing that we are trying to get the funds out the door as soon as possible. So um, we recognize that this is a very short time frame and appreciate your your interest in, in your cooperation and trying to meet those timelines. And the last question right now in the chat box, I apologize if this has already been covered, but will all questions and answers emailed and get posted for everyone to review? Yes. Um, so we will be copying each of the questions from the chat box as part of our um, frequently asked questions document and have written responses posted to the Grants Opportunity website on Loudon.gov so that everyone has the opportunity to review these frequently asked questions as well as the U.S. Treasury guidance and um, any additional guidance that the county can provide. All right. And we have about two minutes left. Um, I am happy to answer additional questions for those who may not have had a chance to enter anything into the chat box. Um, if you want to unmute your line, you can do so now and we can um, respond to questions for the next five minutes or so. And if your question does not get answered or you don't have a chance to ask your question, please send the question via email to nonprofits at loudon.gov. And with that, we'll open up the phone lines for any additional questions. If you have a question, please unmute yourself, say your name, and ask your question. Uh, hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. Megan, this is Tim. 
Yes, hi, Tim. Um, I just I want to go back to the um, the the question about um, uh, donations count as funding. Many of us have had a lot of our funding comes vis-a-vis -vis donations through events that have been postponed, and we're trying to determine. Uh, you know, we've had to cut our budgets, our projected revenue for those types of activities. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how that's going to be how we're going to be able to put that in as part of a spending plan and in terms of projected revenue and stuff. Yeah, Tim, that's a great question. And I would want to um, ensure that we have the exact right answer for you. Um, I am not a finance expert, so I do want to make sure that we include as much as possible in the um, eligible expenses. I do know that um, the U.S. Treasury says that an, an ineligible expense is any revenue loss. So we cannot provide funding to make up for lost revenue that may have been planned. Um, however, we can make up for the expenses that were unplanned. Uh, so what I can do is provide a, a more detailed response to that in writing once we have our finance leadership review. Um, and and get back to you on that finally just thanks so much for doing this uh, our great thanks to your staff for making this session available thank you it's thank you and it's it's a very important um a very important step for us to ensure that we get these funds out as soon as possible so i appreciate that and and everything that all of your organizations are doing for loudon residents Anyone else with additional questions, please unmute yourself and say your name along with your question. Hi, this is Charlotte with Blue Ridge Speech and Hearing. Um, we, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, okay. Charlotte. Hi. So you were talking about service interruption. You're saying, so we have a face-to-face -face business, um, which obviously uh, when COVID hit, all of our patients would not come into the office. So we basically, you know, ended up shutting down and, and furloughing um, for a short time. PPP helped us reopen, but you're saying that revenue loss is not eligible is, and you're, but you are saying that payroll is, is that, I guess I'm trying to figure out if there is a correlation between I mean, we were basically shut down because of the, you know, patients can't come in, and, but then looking to pay payroll for people to offer our services, but we don't know how many people are going to come in. So I guess. Yeah, and and I think this is this is an area where we can provide substantially more information. So, for instance, um, you know, one of the expenses that is allowable via the U.S. Treasury guidance is um, payroll expenses for healthcare, human services, similar employees whose services are substantially dedicated to mitigating or responding to um, COVID-19. We also consider um, the interruption of those services um, as economic support for those who would be economically um, impacted. So I think given that you did not budget for a furlough, um, you might be looking at your staff expenses, not necessarily your lost revenue. Okay. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Are there any additional questions? We'll take maybe two more questions. Megan, there are two more on the um, in the chat. Okay. The first is when do you expect the Q&A and link to U.S. Treasury guidance to be posted to the grants page? So and the second question is similar. Okay. Um, so we will be working on this. Um, the the frequently asked questions over the weekend, um, and we will try to have something posted for you as soon as possible Monday morning. Um, Staff are still working on the details of the application, and we want to make sure that that functions properly so that um, we can get that posted as soon as possible. The U.S. Treasury details um, can be posted 
at any time. We will work with our public affairs and communications staff to get that posted for you today. And um, we will also try to get the PowerPoints from today's presentation up today. All right, and we'll take one last question. All right, hearing none, I want to thank all of you for all of the work that you're doing to support Loudoun residents and, and especially support your staff um, in supporting Loudoun residents through this incredibly difficult time. We appreciate your service to the community and we thank you for attending this webinar. Have a great day.